Enjoy it. God is all by Lillian DeWaters. God is all there is. God is ever present. God fills all space. There is nothing but God. How many of us have uttered these magical words over and over in an hour of seeming need, then to find the clouds break away and the light dawn again in our experience? Yet how many there are who need to grasp the deep, basic meaning hidden in these simple, yet stupendous sentences. It is such apparently simple statements as these, understood and practiced, that cause the inventions named sin, disease, sorrow, and death to flee away, and the glory of God to be seen known and felt on earth as it is in heaven. Very recently a beautiful experience came which revealed to me many things. I happened during an evening to notice that one of my lovely canaries was very indisposed. The trouble would be called pneumonia. The next morning as I approached the cages greeting the birds, this one little fellow was struggling greatly and it was apparent that he was dying. I opened the door of his cage and took him in my hand. He fell over on his side and closed his eyes. Gently, I placed him on the bottom of his cage and moved away meditatively. Suggestions came like this. How frail and delicate canaries are. How helpless one feels in the presence of a dying bird. Then swiftly came the voice of truth with its blaze of might and power. Isn't God all there is? Can there be God and a canary besides? Now, this was as fresh and new as though I had never considered it before. Why, of course, God is all. And there couldn't be anything besides God. God is all and this closes the matter right there. Immediately then, the canary was lost out of sight. The responsibility to heal him, to destroy death, to demonstrate life, was gone. There was nothing but the glorious consciousness that God is all there is. The voice continued. If God is all there is, then God is right here and God can't die and God can't die. It was seen, it was felt, it was understood. And lo, the canary flew upon his perch and a few moments began to chirp. A little later, he was singing at the top of his voice. As the folded bud of a rose contains the full bloom, 
So this insight has been a bud of glorious light from which great illumination has come. It has been seen that God was all that could be present. And from out of this vision, the bird came forth alive and well. Now why did the taking away of the canary from thought, the utter renunciation of the bird, either as sick or as well, as dead or as alive, the utter forgetfulness of the bird restore it to life, health, and harmony. Just for illustration, imagine at the top of this page that there is a picture. I will tell you what it represents, then you can fancy it for yourself. It is a picture of some sheep grazing on a grassy plain, and nearby is the watchful shepherd and his dog. Now I ask you, what is it that makes these sheep and this dog and man alike? Why are they all the same? And what is this thing that they all are? If you cannot answer at once, I continue. What is their substance? And the answer is paper. Yes, they are all paper. These sheep that you see, this man and the dog are all alike, are all the same substance. There is nothing here but paper. The dog is not here as though it were something different from the paper, but the paper and the dog are one and the same. But just for the sake of the play, the joy of it, the picture or form of one is called a dog, of another a man, and so on. Yet all the while we have the inner knowledge that only the paper is present. We come now to God and man. By the way, has it ever occurred to you that this is an ambiguous statement, God and man? Might we not as well say all and something else? We have read and heard and spoken of God and idea of God and manifestation of God and man, but we are to see that we cannot accept God as all and still have something besides. If we are to have man, the only way this can be is for God and man to be the same, the very same being. We look around us and we see men, women, children, animals, birds, plants. What is their substance? Now, the substance of a thing is that of which a thing consists, that which is essential and vital. For instance, the substance of a rug may be wool and the substance of a chair may be wood. The question is, what is the substance of all living things and beings? Life. Since God is life and God is all, their substance is God. Life. The substance of man is his life, is God. All there is to men that is vital, that is real, that is immortal, that is changeless, is his life, his soul, his spirit. And this, that it is his life, that is his soul, that is his being, is God. For God is all the life, soul, being, spirit, there is, now and eternally. Holding now this insight, we continue to meditate. If the life of man the spirit of man, 
the soul of man, being of man, is God, it can for a moment penetrate the form called man, woman, child, and perceive the life, the soul, the being, and say, this is God. This life, this soul, this spirit, this being is God. God is all there is here. Now we can easily, easily look at the picture of the man and dog and sheep and say, these forms are not separate or apart from the paper. Here is the paper and here are the forms. And yet the forms in the paper are one. Is this not so? Then after seeing the paper is the substance of the form and is the form, and the form is nothing separate or apart from the paper, nothing of itself, we can proceed to name this one a dog, another a sheep, and another a man. We call them by different names, yet all the while we understand that they are all nothing of themselves, but they are all whatever the paper is. Does this not explain the experience of the canary? The revelation had been all there is to a canary is life, then the life is not the canary, but the life is God and God cannot die. To keep the vision on the form called bird would be to lose sight of the allness of God. But to keep the vision on the allness of God would have to include the bird, for the bird did not exist outside of God. Thus, as I spiritually perceived that all life is God, and God is all the life there is, the canary was seen in his rightful state of health and harmony. Here then is a marvelous lesson. If we take away the dog and the man and the sheep from the paper to behold the allness of the paper, we can then bring them back again and understand them. So when we take away that which is estimated and called a canary, a man, an animal, and see that the life that is God is all there is to them, then we can have them, understand and enjoy them. And when we can spiritually perceive that God is all there is to any life, to any being, we shall have no dead. And this shall be demonstrated right here in this world. Did not the discerning Jesus prophesy, He that loseth his life shall find it? He that loseth the sense of his life as a man, and perceiveth with joy unspeakable that his life is God, has found the true being. The life of you, the soul of you, the spirit of you, the God of you is all there is to you, is it not? Then for a moment forget that you are man, woman, child, and think of God as being all there is. God is all. This is the mystic naming of renunciation. You renounce the notion that there is God 
and something besides. You recognize God as all in all. Look for a moment at that tree standing by your window. Now take away the form and see the life that is there. Again, look at that plant blossoming before you. Then take away the form and see the beauty, the smile of God. Look at the child, the man, the woman about you and see the soul of them, the spirit of them. See the substance of them, the God of them, what a marvelous universe of spiritual beings you then have. Now, it is inborn and natural to know that God cannot be sick, that God cannot be diseased, that God cannot be poor, sad, or dead. You know this at once, do you not, with all the fire and fervor of your being? When man looks upon man, what is the report that he hears? I am poor, I am sick, I am ignorant. But when God looks upon God, what is the report that is spoken? This is my beloved son, self, in whom I am well pleased. Dear friends, which is the vision you prefer? Which are the words you love most to give and to hear? A woman came reporting that she had been studying truth for 20 years, but had never overcome sick headaches. No matter what instruction was presented to her or what help extended, it seemed all alike to her, she said, for nothing ever healed her. She was then told about the allness of God and was compelled to admit and confess that God could not have headache and that there is nothing but God. She was counseled not to think of anything regarding the matter but this, that God could not have headache and that God is all there is. When I saw her again, she had the glad report that comes from God. A woman wrote that her home and husband were great failures. He drank, he was a cruel father and husband. An answer was sent her to stop looking upon this man as her husband, for God is your husband. I told her about the picture and said, let the form called man be lifted from your vision and see instead that which is actually before you. The soul, the being of one is God who cannot sin, who is unutterably kind, tender, loving, and compassionate, know that God can only express that which God is. Her answer came in due time. Our home is wonderful. My husband is a new man. He is so kind and thoughtful of me and the children that we know not how to express our joy and happiness. One day, a call came for help from the principal of a girls' seminary. He explained that he was unable to get an immediate touch with a medical physician and one of the girls, who had been confined in the dormitory ill for several weeks, was now in such a state of fever and delirium that the nurses could not manage her or keep her in bed. Immediately, I left the phone. The vision came that life is changeless. God cannot have fever. 
God cannot lose intelligence. Life and consciousness are always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Within an hour, a message was received that the girl was quietly sleeping. The following morning, the physician in charge found her temperature normal and her health in perfect condition. The case was made this case made such an impression at the school that during the following days, help was requested for several other girls who had been confined in the ward for various ailments. Each time the call came, the vision was held gloriously to, God is all there is. God as all there is, incapable of change or variableness, and each time the healing was quick and certain. Now, the teacher of truth does not speak from hilltops. Jesus reserved his inner teaching for his disciples, as only they who had the love of God in their hearts are willing to be born again, are willing to lay aside the personal sense of all. To say that God is all, without this inner light and illumination, is to exalt the self and is to place glory and power where it belongeth not. It was whispered to the discerning Jesus that if he would only claim his power of himself, that he could be king of all the earth, that he could march down the street and soldiers and slaves would fight for him and worship him. But ah, no, he thrust away this foolish notion about self, and he exalted that self, which is God. Many cannot comprehend that all the sayings of Jesus coalesce and have one meaning. For instance, he said, All power is given unto me. Then I of my own self can do nothing. Again, he that seeth me seeth the Father. Then I said, I am the Son of God. It would be the very same if the picture in which you fancied on the white page, a sheep would speak out and say, When you see me, you see paper, for I and the paper are one. I, as a sheep, can be nothing, but whatever the paper is, then I am that. You can readily see that apart from the paper, the sheep has no existence. And so it is true that apart from God, there is no being. Is not this a glorious fact, a rock upon which to stand, a light toward which to vision? He that exalteth himself shall be abased, for he knoweth not that before he can even whisper the meaning of such glorious words as God is all, he must receive illumination from within, disclosing to him that never is the personal sense God, for only God is God. We look about us and see the forms called men, women, children. Take away these outlines, these forms, and what have you left? You have life left. You have intelligence left and you have being left. This is clearly is illustrated by the fact 
that if you take away the outline of the sheet in the picture, you have the paper left, the same as previously. Now, can this lock, this substance, this being that is God, that is unoutlined, unconditioned, have pneumonia, be deaf, be blind, be crippled, be dead? Can this life that is free, that is undefilable, that is incorruptible, that is changeless and immortal, be conditioned, be ignorant, be contaminated? A thousand times no. Place your vision then on this. Place your vision then on this life that you are, on this substance that you are, on this glorious being that you are, and believe and have faith that all sickness, disease, sorrow, poverty, death are impossible. They're preposterous. When you read books with their illustrations, stories, parables, do you ever think, oh, that's just a story, only Bible quotations. What I want is something which is act, will actually heal me. These things are all right, of course, but they have never yet healed me. Or instead, do you feel the rush of joy and gladness, the fire of insight and illumination? Why not begin now, today, to apply this understanding that God is all to what seems your trouble, your care, or worry? Could the sheep in the picture have anything that was not in the picture? No more than can you have what is not in and of God. If God cannot have fever, measles, broken bones, disease, worry, fear, then they do not exist. And you cannot have them. For God is all, and there is none else. I am God, and there is no else. Stand firmly on this rock, and what is there against you? Suppose that the belief is deafness. Can God be deaf? He that planted the ear shall not hear. You have no hearing of your own. God is the only hearer. Since there is no deafness in God, there is no deafness at all. For there is nothing besides God. Know that the God of me hears perfectly. And there is nothing else to me. God being all, there is nothing to interfere with God's perfection. God is the here and the now, the changeless and perfect, the absolute and the unconditioned, the all in the all. Suppose that the belief is sickness, pain, disease. Know with all your strength, heart, and being that God cannot be sick or diseased or in pain, and that there is nothing else but God. God is perfection. God is joy. God is harmony. God is glory. God is love. God is irresistible. God is inevitable, irrevocable, health and wholeness now, here, always and forever. And there is nothing but God. Nothing but God. The life of your body is God. The action of your body is God. The health of your body is God. Doesn't this bring God very close to you? Is it impossible for life to be diseased, to be blind, to be deaf, to be crippled? Impossible. And your substance is this very life and being, this very health and strength, is it not? 
Man is not separate from God. We do not deny the idea or form called man. Neither do we exalt it. We see that the form or individualization is nothing of itself, but its reality is spirit, God, the only substance there is. The universe of spirit is then peopled with spiritual beings whose identity and individuality are forever sustained and preserved. God and man are one, but this one is God. As we might say about the picture you imagine, that the sheep and the paper are one, but this one is paper. Life and its formations are one, but this one is life. Yet this one is threefold, or trinity. The understanding of the trinity of God constitutes an explanation of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which is given clearly and at length in my recent publication, The Great Answer. Every form represents spirit, God, and as our sense of God as all becomes more and more illumined, more and more transparent, we will see in the here and the now such glorified, perfect, immortal beings without birth and without death as are forever known and held in the all-presence, the God who is all. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope it clarified some things for you. The forms are made out of God. So the forms are perfect. They can't be anything but. They're God. So even when you take the form away, you know, now it's all life. It's all perfect life. And life is but a dream. There is no life without God. Okay? God is life. Life is not God. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.